The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustle, and everybody else in between throwing it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday has begun. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. We'll welcome our AM radio affiliates in a couple of moments. we got a full house here this evening. Jason B. Takafin will step up and in. We'll talk baseball with Jason. Mo Khan bats leadoff uh, tonight. We'll talk football and more. Uh, we'll run the gauntlet with, uh, with Mo Khan. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, throws it down with us in level three uh, this evening. We also run the gauntlet with Babano. We get into some NFL uh, futures, CFL, uh, look ahead into week eight. Little NHL talk, get you caught to date uh, with the um, with the big trade uh, from Friday night. So uh, Major League Baseball uh, takes center stage over the weekend. It's getting real uh, right now. We're a week away from the trade deadline right now. I guess nine days to be exact. Um, it's August the 2nd, so it's not, it's next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, which is always a debate. Well, if it's a next Tuesday, then it would be the upcoming one, right? No, not this Tuesday, but the following <laughs> Tuesday, Major League Baseball trade deadline. Oh yeah, Juan Soto and the Washington Nationals are actually in Los Angeles tomorrow. Uh, and uh, this week. So the Nationals are in Los Angeles, which pretty much just, you know, really, puts him and the potential trade in the spotlight will he go uh, to Los Angeles I don't know I don't know the Dodgers the Dodgers don't really leak things to the media they're very they just sort of do things uh, right like remember last year the Scherzer stuff and the Scherzer and Trey Turner people thought it was San Diego and it was Los Angeles so the Dodgers do a very good job of not letting you know uh, what they are doing but there's, you know, it's one or two, one of two things, obviously, in the sense that oftentimes when you don't hear anything, that's when something is actually in the works. And or maybe the Los Angeles Dodgers just think, you know what, we're already loaded. We're already killing it. What the hell do we need to add another $500 million to our payroll for? Like as rich as they are, right, there's, there's you know, there's got to be a limit to how much they're going to spend on players. So I don't know. As it is now, to be honest with you, I thought that Soto would be a Dodger, but my gut is telling me, and I could be wrong, but I don't think he is. I, don't, I think if the Dodgers were going to do this, they would have already done it. I think if they were going to do it, they would have already done it, knowing that someone eventually is going to step up and do this thing, right? Right. 
you got about a week now. The thing is, it's complicated. It's you know, it's a hell of a lot of money. You know, I don't care who you are, what business, like any corporation, man. Like when you 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 got to tell the owner, listen, sir, we're gonna have to pay this guy five hundred million dollars. It's like half a billion dollars, man. It's a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't care. Even if you own a baseball team, it's still like, you're not going to, you know what I mean? You can't be giving every player $500 million. You know what I'm saying? And the Dodgers kind of are getting to this point here. Like, Mookie Betts makes a lot of money. Freddie Freeman makes a lot of money. Trey Turner is going to make a lot of money. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Sunday, bloody Sunday, the muddier 1090. In the house, ESPN Radio, we're throwing it down. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 159, and of course on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. we got a full house here this evening. Jason B. Tackett will join us, former minor league executive of the year, a three-time champion, uh, will join us with the Toronto Blue Jay organization. We'll talk uh, baseballs. The Toronto Blue Jays absolutely demolished and smashed uh, the Boston Red Sox. The wheels falling off right now uh, for the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox just absolutely have been pummeled and so much so uh, the, the Red Sox, it's been an, an historical uh, problem. The last five games, they've been beaten uh, by 54 runs over five games. It's the largest run differential in a five-game span in, in like 122 years. We have to go back to like 1901, the last time a team has been beaten up as badly as the Boston Red Sox uh, have been over the last five games. And you don't want to panic over you know a three-game sweep. You don't want to panic about what the final score is because really the final score is irrelevant when it's all said and done. But the Boston Red Sox are trending in the wrong direction uh, right now. And the question will have to be at Fenway is are they going to become sellers? I don't think they're going to be buyers. They're going to become sellers. And Red Sox fans you know, are already displeased with the ownership group as it is right now. I think you could be more displeased um, in a week to come. The Juan Soto stuff continues. The drama continues to build. Juan Soto and the Washington Nationals are actually in Chavez Ravine, and they're taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, this week. Will the Dodgers pull the trigger? Will the Friars step up and in? Um, there's an arms race going on right now as the trade deadline is around uh, the corner. Jason B. Tackett steps up and in. Mo Khan bats leadoff tonight. We'll talk some football. XFL. Uh, XFL is back. The XFL has announced uh, the eight cities that they will be returning to. Arlington, Texas. Houston, Texas, Orlando, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, San Antonio, the Alamo Dome, San Antonio, Texas. So you got three teams in Texas, Seattle, St. Louis, Washington, D.C. Those are your eight XFL teams. We'll go over this on the other side with Mo Cod. Notice no New York, no California. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts 
to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustlers, but everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Ian Cameron will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll handicap some NFL football. Take a look at the Major League Baseball card uh, tonight. Jason B. Takafin joins us, three-time champion, minor league uh, executive of the year with the Toronto Blue Jay organization. And um, we'll talk baseball with Jason. We got Mo Khan ready to step up and in and uh, join us. A lot of stuff to get to. Max Verstappen. We gave it Verstappen. Verstappen wins uh, the French Grand Prix. He gets back on track. Interesting, isn't it, that the last Grand Prix that he won was in uh, Montreal. So I guess Verstappen likes the uh, French-speaking Grand Prix. Uh, so we cash the ticket. Um, we cashed the ticket with uh, with Max Verstappen. There was a CFL game uh, tonight, and uh, we won. We won money, but we did lose. Uh, with the total, was a higher scoring game than we thought it was going to be. We're less than two weeks away now from the start of the National Football League preseason, and The Rock and the XFL announced the eight teams that will be in the league earlier this evening. And I find it kind of strange, actually. I mean. Why do you, why would you release this on a Sunday? I guess, you know, I guess you could argue that, that now maybe it'll be talked about on the Monday, on the Monday sports shows, but I don't know, you would have been better off doing it on Monday then. You know what I mean? Like seriously, like I, if I'm the XFL, done this tomorrow morning and like they just sort of like you know just sort of drop this oh yeah all right here we are there's eight teams let's bring mo Khan in here right now we'll go over the eight uh, the eight teams and uh, no team names yet no team names yet and in fact uh dwayne uh dwayne johnson aka the rock uh quote we've been working on cool new logos and innovative uniforms to match the dynamic and innovative vision of our league so they don't have team names yet but there's um arlington texas arlington texas houston texas orlando las vegas san antonio seattle st louis washington You'll notice Washington is always in all these leagues, right? Like, you know, Washington's getting in. Um, the Alliance team was pretty popular in Washington, actually. Like, they they, they had something going on. Uh, St. Louis, they really support football in St. Louis. Every one of the leagues, too, like, they really supported the Alliance League. They were getting, like, the biggest crowds in the Dome in St. Louis. Seattle, I find it strange that they're in Seattle. Like, why? <laughs> like, 
It's just, it's kind of strange from a geographic perspective. And listen, I, I, we're a Seattle guy. But I'm just saying, it's kind of weird. So what, you're, not in, you're in Seattle, but you're not in L.A.? And they love the Seahawks there. The stadium is massive. I don't know. It just seems weird to me that Seattle is in the league. San Antonio it isn't because they, you know, they don't have an NFL team. Las Vegas uh, has a team. They don't know where they're playing. Every other team, they have the stadium. Las Vegas, I don't think they've worked it out with the Raiders to play in Allegiant Stadium. And they better play in Allegiant Stadium because San Boyd Stadium sucks. Let's bring in Mo Khan right now. Mo, I want to go over to coaches as well. Always a pleasure. Mo Khan, yeah. TSN, Radio and more. Former wide receiver, Concordia University and more. Always a pleasure, Mo. How you doing, Mo? I'm well. Yourself, Gabe? Always a pleasure, Mo. Thanks for joining us. So I wasn't planning on, to, you know, I wasn't uh, thinking, yeah, tonight I'm going to lead, lead off with the XFL tonight on my show. <laughs> uh, but whatever. They dropped it. They, you know what I mean? They they had their their league drop uh, tonight, and, and they announced the, the, the cities. What strikes me, number one, Number one, I'll tell you guys, listen to the coaches that they have. They've got some good coaches here, bro. So, like, they, they definitely, they're going to have, like, it's going to be real football. The Arlington coach is uh, Bob Stoops. So, I don't know if they, I guess they're called Arlington instead of Dallas. They're going to be called Arlington. So, um, is, is Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops, Mo, seems to love these leagues. Uh, not too much stress, gets paid some nice money. <laughs> but, uh, um, Wade Phillips will be the coach in, in Houston. Terrell Buckley, Terrell Buckley, former FSU summer, Terrell Buckley, Orlando, he's the, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the coach in Orlando, Rod Woodson, Rod Woodson, uh, NFL legend, um, is the coach in Las Vegas, Heinz Ward is the coach in San Antonio, some Pittsburgh Steeler feel to this league, Jim Hazlitt is the coach in Seattle, and uh, Anthony Becht is the coach in St. Louis, and uh, Reggie Barlow is the head coach of the Washington franchise, but pretty distinguished um, list of coaches and some, some guys getting their first crack at being a head coach. What do you think of, uh, what do you think of the cities and the, uh, the coaches, Mo? Well, well to, to go off of your first point on why they did it on a Sunday, I, I believe they want to avoid with tomorrow being unofficially the kickoff of NFL training camps, right? All the big hitters, the Bills, are going to kick off their camp. I don't think they want to be lost in that smorgasbord of the NFL with camps beginning. So they figure, hey, let's do it on a Sunday where there's nothing going on. We can get some publicity coming into this whole process and avoid the NFL training camp coverage that will begin tomorrow as of 9 a.m. tomorrow morning on the various networks. I think, you know, Gabe, what's fascinating about these cities here is the fact that they didn't go to California or anywhere in New York State, New Jersey for their teams. And that's quite fascinating because the two biggest TV markets are where New York and L.A. So I'll, I'll be intrigued to see how they play this out here with their contract with ESPN and how this could be promoted. But I think it's it's also unique to see that they've gone back to St. Louis, which was a great XFL city. And you made the point about Seattle. Seattle did well with their attendance with games at, at, at Lumen Field. So I think they want to go to established places that did well from a crowd perspective. And look, yeah. St. Louis and Seattle are two good spots for that. I'll be intrigued to see how the Texas trio does overall and also with Orlando now in the fold compared to Tampa. Let's see how they do. So I think they did find unique spots and with Vegas you're right though. If they don't play at Allegiant Stadium, where are they going to play in Las Vegas? So it's going to be quite fascinating to see how this plays out for the Rock and how he preps for next next February for this to play out. There literally is only one other choice, and that's Sam Boyd Stadium, which UNLV's yeah. home used to be UNLV's home stadium. At, it's not even in Las Vegas. 
It's it's actually in Henderson, and it's 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 out there. It's actually built like on a former like um, garbage. Like there's like it's like dump dump land out there and stuff. Like and and the state it's fitting because the stadium is a dump. <laughs> like like it's just it's like I don't know. It's like a high school stadium. It's like a high school stadium yeah. in the middle of nowhere, um, built on like a former garbage dump or something like that. There's nothing around it. Like you know what I mean? There's like it's not like you can you know what I mean? It's literally in the middle of nowhere, um, and it, they won't do well out there. You know, it's interesting that, that no New York because I you know. I was actually at the last XFL game in New York. It was before the right, pandemic. Yes. Um, the New York Guardians. It was New York. Luis Perez was actually the quarterback. And uh, he decided actually with the Rams. Good for him. But um, it was in New York. But they were drawing, you know, listen, bro, they were getting like 14,000, 15,000 people, which isn't bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. You're not going to get, but I guess I think, I imagine, Mo, the taxes in both the states and then just the cost of operating, they probably figured it wasn't worth it. But it seems strange to me, as you stated, that especially with The Rock, like, you know, being the entertainer that he is, that he doesn't, that, as you stated, like, no, no LA, no. And, you know, to me, it wouldn't you have to be like, you know, don't play at SoFi and stuff, but, you know, or somewhere in California. You know what I mean? You're telling me there wasn't, like, one place in New York as well or New Jersey? I don't understand why there's not a Jersey team. Like, that. that's another thing. Like, I don't I don't get it. A New York, New Jersey team or California seems strange to me, Mo. But in the end, it's, you know, I think the league will do well um, because they have – they're signed with Disney, Right. And you look, guys, of the you look at the USFL, and the USFL did pretty well this year, right? The USFL was profitable. It got through the year. You heard the television network say after that, yeah, you know what? It was we we made a profit on the league, and we'll show it. We'll air it again. They extended the deal, but now the ESPN did not promote the USFL at all, guys. Like they basically just ignored it. And there's one thing, they are like strong competitors. Like basically, like the the XFL was trying to steal players from the USFL. The USFL put it in a contract. You had to sign a two-year deal, and you can't jump. Uh, you can't play in both leagues type thing. So it'll be interesting to see this dynamic between the two of them. But ESPN's going to push the XFL, so I think it will be successful. More with Mo on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sunday, buddy, Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Who was it in our chat, actually, um, who had a good point, actually, said they should play Bishop Gorman. Yeah, play Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman actually is a nicer stadium uh, than Sam Boyd Stadium. Bishop Gorman football, uh, high school football power in uh, in Las Vegas. Beautiful, beautiful stadium. Um, but I don't think the XFL wants to play in a high school stadium. It's kind of a bad look. Uh, play, playing in a high school stadium. Mo Khan kicking with us uh, right now. Uh, Mo, I want to get to some NFL uh, talk with you, uh, but yeah. uh, unfortunately, speaking of the NFL, he hasn't played in the NFL, but he was drafted into the National Football League. Uh, but uh, John Meshi, uh, John Meshi has been diagnosed with leukemia. Houston Texan uh, rookie wide receiver John Meshi the third announced Sunday that he's been diagnosed with a form of leukemia and will not play uh, this season. Recently, I was diagnosed with APL, uh, the most curable form of leukemia. I am currently receiving great medical care and I'm in good spirits and I expect to make a recovery at a later point in time. As a result of this diagnosis, I will likely not be playing football this season. My main focus will be on my health and recovery. Thank you in advance for your support and well wishes. I cannot wait to come back stronger than ever. God bless. And we wish John Meshi um, the best right now. And Mo, you know, he had a heart issue when he was a teenager. He had the injury, of course, um, when, with, with Alabama. And, and right. now this, man, he's dealt with a lot of adversity in, in his young life already, and it's too bad. Um, but, you know, we wish him the best. But, man, he's a hell of a football player when he's on the field, too. But right now his health comes first, obviously. But um, sad story for John Meshi, but it sounds like uh, it sounds like he's in good spirits and it is curable. Yeah, and, you know, his football family, his brother plays in the CFL as well. So they have a football lineage with what they've done at the pro level. And, you know, we talk about his exploits at Alabama, right? You think about Bama receivers of late, whether it's Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs when he was at Alabama. Uh, you think about Jalen Waddell. You think about those guys who've gone, Devontae Smith. He was like the eighth stringer behind those guys at Alabama, and he learned from the best and got better. And you saw during the season last year with him and Jameson Williamson, Jameson Williams, a big important. Both those guys were phenomenal, and, and what made him so good, Matthew, was his route running uh, to explode out of the blocks, uh, coming out of his cuts uh, on the in routes and going on the out routes and whatnot. I just thought he was a really good receiver coming out, and he would have been a first-round big game, but had he not uh, tore up his ACL in the SEC title game against Georgia back in early December of 2021. So there's no doubt I think he could overcome this. He's in Houston, and Nick Saban made a great point that he's in Houston, which is a very good spot, um, known for its medical uh, advancement and and I think he will hopefully be back in football field health permitting next year. And look, as you said before, thoughts and prayers are with him and his family during this tough time. And we all know that he'll overcome this and be a North Star for those who might be going through the same issue as he is as we speak. Mo Khan uh, joining us. I am uh, Gabriel Moradzi. On a lighter note, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay pays $6 million for Muhammad Ali's WBC championship belt. Uh, at a at an auction, uh, he so he's he got the belt, six million dollars. It's the belt from the Rumble in the Jungle. It's the belt from the Rumble in the Jungle victory over George Foreman in Zaire in nineteen. Um, 
1974. Uh, I'll tell you what, Jim Irsay is acquiring quite the uh, collection of memorabilia. Um, oh, I don't know if you know this, but um, he yeah. actually got Kurt Cobain's guitar as well. That's the, right, yeah. um, the, the guitar from the video, and um, I guess Smells Like Teen Spirit, and basically Kurt Cobain's main guitar. Um, he, so he, he has Kurt Cobain's main guitar. He's got Muhammad Ali's belt. He's got a lot of stuff going on, Jim Irsay, right now. And he's got a pretty good football team coming into this year, too. He really does. You know, and you're right, Irsay does have, a, have a, has an eye for, for great items, like classic items, like as you said before, with the late Kurt Cobain's uh, guitar and whatnot. I think and here's other things, actually, Mo. Let me just say, yeah, let me just yeah. uh, you know throw it on. Other yeah. stuff that uh, he has here. Um... He has uh, Pink Floyd, David Gilmore's black Stratocaster, $4 million he paid. He's got a drum kit from uh, Ringo Starr, $2.2 million Beatles drummer Ringo Starr's drum kits. Um, he's got documents written by America's founding fathers. The Jackie um, Robinson baseball bat. Yeah, he's got a Jackie Robinson baseball bat. He's got the Kurt Cobain guitar, and now he's got uh, Muhammad Muhammad Ali. But you know, at least he loves this stuff, right? He's a sports you know, he's a sports junkie, and and uh, but hey, man, I'm almost jealous, man. This guy could you know invite people over for a jam. It's like you know you're you're using Ringo's uh, Ringo Starr's drum kit, <laughs> Pink Floyd's guitar, <laughs> Kurt Cobain's guitar. You got Muhammad yeah. Ali's belt. Uh, you got Muhammad Ali's belt on the mantle. I don't know if they're going to get another Super Bowl on the mantle this year, but I think the Indianapolis Colts are a good football team, and I think Matt Ryan is set to. Um, I think Matt Ryan's going to be a perfect fit uh, for them. What are your thoughts on the Colts? Do you th- who do you think wins that division, the Colts or the Titans? Yeah, uh, I think the AFC South is the Colts to lose. I think given how they were a complete. Uh, bomb turret of whatever they were last year, losing to Jacksonville in Week 17 when they had to win that matchup. Uh, you saw Ursa, right? he came out and he was very transparent that like he was not happy with Carson Wentz and the fact that he flamed in that final three weeks of the season, given we had the COVID-19 issue as well. For them to acquire Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan now has a better O-line to work with. He's got better playmakers to work with. And look, Frank Wright, you know, as much as he's been lauded for what he's done I don't think he's under the heat, under the pressure now, but there's no doubt that he's been given the right tools to work with on offense, and that defense is underrated. Now, we look at Darius Leonard for where he is. Hopefully, he'll be happy coming to week one, but they do have a good team in place, Gabe, and that AFC South, I think Tennessee does take a step back for what they couldn't do with their current roster, and you look at the schedule, they can easily be uh, 3-1, 4-1 by the time they hit October, so I, I think Indianapolis definitely will be in that conversation, and it's a question now for, for this quarterback play of Matt Ryan. Is he going to be the right guy for them? I think he will. I think they can definitely win 11, if not 12 games this year. The AFC South divisional odds right now. Indianapolis Colts are favored at minus 115, courtesy of FanDuel. Tampa, uh, the Tennessee Titans are uh, plus 160. Jacksonville Jags plus seven fifty, and the Houston Texans are twenty five to one. So listen, it's a two, it's a two team race here. I don't think the Titans are are going to be terrible suddenly. I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're kind of going to be the same, actually. And I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, coming into this year, uh, Mo. So let me get the Jacksonville Jaguar win total up uh, for everybody here. It is uh, six and a half. 
So it's shaded to the under at minus 135, but it's six and a half yeah. for the Jaguars. And this is one of these addition through subtraction type of deals. Like, I honestly believe, Mo, that you and I would have done a better job than Urban Meyer. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I would have just delegated everything, right? If I was the coach, I would have been like, listen, let me see what you guys are doing here. All right, all right. Um, like, honestly, like, it could not have been any worse. Like, Urban Meyer was in over his head. It was a train wreck from, from day one in camp, the way he treated the players to everybody. You know, just everything involved to the point where you saw the Jacksonville Jaguar players guys basically got Meyer fired, right? Like, if you yeah. recall, we talked about it last year a lot. You guys remember, there was a media onslaught going on. Unnamed player here, unnamed player there. Then guys just started going on the, the local shows, right? Because they sort of, like, collectively said, listen, if we all rip them, what's he going to do, right? Like, let's just let's just all start. Remember, like, all the stories started coming out? Right, right. About him kicking people in practice, and I don't give an F about this and that, and the names he was calling people. I guess the, you know the uh, he was insulting the coaches. Uh, what was there was one line actually I did think was funny. He was a jerk, but it was funny. Uh, he said, "Oh, that's it." He goes, "I I I had better effing assistants at Ohio State than you losers." <laughs> he told them like, 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 like he was abusive, man, to like everybody, and you can't win like that. You know what I mean? He was in over his head. Yeah. Now you get Doug Peterson, who's a calm, collected, you know, calm guy. <laughs> Who's like class, classy dude, uh, and Trevor Lawrence is already loving it, right? He's basically, and the fact that Peterson was a quarterback too helps, right? And and Trevor Lawrence was saying, you know what I mean? He's just sort of soaking everything up that Peterson's telling him, and he goes, "It was a real shot at him." Right? He goes, "It's a real pleasure to be around somebody that understands football like he does." Like, like he's sort of. Well, do you remember? Do you remember uh, that play against the Rams? Sorry, do you remember that play against the Rams at SoFi? Where Urban Meyer had benched James Robinson Jr. and didn't tell him. He he delegated his running backs coach to tell him and Trevor Lawrence like, No, you're gonna play him because we need him to win this football game. You know, like <laughs> it was just a complete like mess upon mess here. But I'll, I'll make this quick point here about the Jaguars game, right? Now you have James Robinson Jr., you have Travis Etienne Jr. in there as well, which I think can help Trevor Lawrence's development. But also that O line. I'm intrigued by that O line because Lawrence got killed a couple times, but it brought Brian Sheriff from Washington which helped fortify the interior. And I think that spotlight will be on the receiving court because they did acquire Marvin Jones Jr. in the last couple of years. They did acquire uh, um, Christian Kirk as well, and, of course, Zay Jones. But the one guy that I really like on the defense is the linebacker from Utah, Devin Lloyd. I think he can definitely make a difference in the middle of the heartbeat of that defense. And if he does, I think you're right, though. Jacksonville Dragons will be much more competitive. Not sure they'll win 8-9, but I think they'll definitely win 5-6 quality games this year. Hey, they beat the Bills last year. What a, what a pathetic performance by the Buffalo Bills. That <laughs> can't believe that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they lost to the Bills. But I think the Jags are going in the right direction uh, right now with Peterson. They do have a lot of talent, like you said, on the offensive side of the football. I think I think as you stated, they're going to win five, six uh, football games. But Trevor Lawrence is good. You know, like the guys, like it was easy. It was such a disaster and stuff for them. But some of the throws that he made, man, you're like, whoa! Like basically, like just fifty yard line drives. Like basically, like like fastballs. Like there, there's no arc, just like bullets. This guy can throw bullets, man. If you give him time, he can throw bullets. Mo, Mo on the other side. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class. This is Portridge. Great clip from the Marty Miller Show. But somebody in the chat asked me if I play online poker. Uh, no, no, I don't. I'm not uh, not into poker. Uh, I do go to casinos, though. I do, obviously. I went to the casino last night, actually. And uh, my new game, Mo, Mo Khan uh, with us, TSN Radio's Mo Khan with us. My new game is um, Baccarat. I'm playing Baccarat now. Really? Yeah. I used to, I used to play blackjack. I used to play roulette. I like blackjack roulette. But lately, uh, the last couple, last two times I've gone to the casino. I don't go to the casino every day or anything like that. But I, I've gone, like, I go on Saturday nights type of deal. Um, so I went last night, and I was playing. I lost 300 bucks. I put 300 bucks on the table. I was up. I got. I turned it into like 500 right away. I should have walked. I was like, man. But the thing is, it happened so fast, right? And I should have walked. Like, so I went in. I put 300 in, and I had 500 right away. And I was like, man, I'm already up 200 bucks. I should probably just step away right now. But of course, I didn't, right? And uh, and then I lost it. I sort of got reckless. I put like I, I think I put 200 or 250 on one one play. So I put a nice chunk. Like yeah, that's it. That's it. When I got up to 500, I said, all right, let me try to really turn this into a dime now. <laughs> so I went big. And I lost <laughs> it right away. It was like boom, boom, lost. I was like, ugh, ugh. So instead of getting freaked out, I just sort of casually got up. I went over to the bar. I got a drink. And then I decided to go for one more round, except I went into the high roller uh, room this time <laughs> because it was, it was empty. And I sat down and uh, I turned 200 bucks into a thousand in like 15, oh, wow. 20. Yeah. In like 15, 20 minutes, I turned 200 bucks into a dime. Um, 
last night, but don't forget, I lost the original three, right? So in other words, I, I won like 500 bucks because I, I, I put the 300 down at one table. I lost it all. Then I went back into another room. I went into the other table, into the high roller one where it was $100 hand minimum. And... I think I put 200 on the table there, and I just started. Go, I got on a little bit of a roll, and I walked. I, once I once I looked, I was like, "All right, I'm at a thousand now. Let me get out of here before I lose this again the second time." Right. So uh, you know yeah, but I'm you can I'm buy, enjoying the backup. You can buy a lot of NFL, the new black NFL helmets. I know you're a big NFL helmet guy, Gabe. Right. So that might you burned. You can buy all those well, new uh, alternate helmets that came out with the Cardinals, the Bears with their orange helmets, and, and the Bengals' white helmet as well. That's coming out this season for the NFL uh, campaign. And my Josh Allen helmet was like 800 bucks. It was one Josh Allen side helmet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, all right, let, let me throw, let's get into this, the NFL player props and the season yeah. awards here. All right, yeah. so um, MVP. The favorite right now to be the MVP is Josh Allen. Seven to one. Patrick Mahomes is the second choice at eight to one. Tom Brady uh, also eight to one. Justin Herbert nine to one. Aaron Rodgers ten to one. Dak Prescott twelve to one. Joe Burrow twelve to one. Russell Wilson fourteen to one. Matthew Stafford fourteen to one. Kyler Murray twenty to one. Lamar Jackson twenty to one. Derek Carr twenty five to one. I know, Mo, you're high on the Chargers coming into this year. So I'm wondering if Justin Herbert is your guy to win the MVP. What are your thoughts on these MVP odds, and who do you like to win the MVP? You're, you're warm, Gabe, but if you go down the hallway, I think Matthew Stafford is the guy that I'm intrigued by. I, I think Matthew Stafford? Stafford. Wow. Yeah, it, it, those odds, I think, if, if you're someone that's 14 to 1, you know. 14 to 1 odds. I, I think that's a pretty solid arm to have because you think about his, his run game, right? We spoke about it last fall. In his first half of the Rams campaign, he was phenomenal. The second half, he was completely awful in what he couldn't do. In the playoffs, he turned it on and became a really good quarterback. He's got momentum now, Gabe, right? He's got Cooper Cup back in the fold. No Odell Beckham. But they did bring in um, um, Alan Robinson. Robinson, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. right. And and I think the running game now with Cam Akers, who was a really good pass catcher out of the backfield, I think that will help enhance his numbers as, as a quarterback thrower. And I think with what they've built up here, being in L.A., we know how it is in L.A. gave you know very well being there uh, yourself once, in a, once upon a time. That market will definitely help out Matt Stafford. So I'm going to give Matt Stafford my vote as of now as my third to win the NFL MVP. You know what? I want to go with a longer shot here. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's a better quarterback than people give him credit for. And now he has a legitimate superstar to throw the football to. And, oh, yeah, he has a personal and an on and off the field connection with Devontae Adams being together at Fresno State. And that's Derek Carr. Derek Carr, 25-1. to 1. I think, listen, everyone talks about this division. Everybody talks about Mahomes. Everybody's, oh, Herbert this, Chargers that, uh, Russell Wilson yeah. this, Denver that. The Raiders were the ones that made the playoffs last year. And let's not, let's not, let's not forget, 
the Raiders were like on the six or eight yard line or something against the Bengals, bro, at the end of that game. <laughs> the Raiders were throwing the football into the end zone looking for a win. Like they, they nearly knocked the Bengals off, all right? And they, they were a beat up football team, not to mention all the adversity that they went through last year. The Raiders showed me a lot last year. They are in a very tough division, obviously, but I think the Raiders are better than people give them credit for. I think Derek Carr is better than people give them credit for. But I, so for me, 25 to one, you know, I think he's, it's worth a little, a little play there. But I do think that the media loves Herbert. And the media loves like the high flying teams, as you stated, they, they're in LA. The Rams had their run. I think the media will like to boost Herbert if he plays well. So, you know, I think I think, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough. But I think Herbert will put massive numbers up. What about Josh Allen? One, I got to tell you, as a Bills fan, I don't want Josh Allen to win the MVP. So it's a kind of a catch twenty-two. I want him to play great, but I don't want him to win the MVP. Right. Quarterbacks to win the MVP never win the Super Bowl, Mo. Ever. Like I'll get you the it's number right, here. Right. Yeah. It's off the top of my head. Yeah, guys. It's like, it's a kiss of death. It is. It's the kiss of death. Like, look at the MVPs. Cam Newton won the MVP, lost the Super Bowl. Like, I could go on and on. Guys always win the MVP, and then they lose the Super Bowl all the time after. There is something to it. So, I'll just I don't want it to be Josh Allen, but I don't know if the Chargers are going to be good enough. I'm not buying in that the Chargers are going to be as good as you think they are and everyone thinks they're going to be. But they are good. Well, they are good. Yeah. So, he's going to put big numbers up. So, if, if not yeah. Stafford, I'll give you another choice. Who's another guy, too? Give me two guys. Stafford and someone else. Well, you know, just quickly with Herbert, there's a lot of pressure on Brandon Staley, the head coach, right? If they flame out with Staley and underachieve, they're going to bring in Sean Payton next year and be the head coach of that team, right? They want to equal the LA Rams for what they did last year, and if they don't see with Staley, they're going to go rock star higher here to bring that up. But if you look at it right now from, from the NFL MVP odds here, I'm intrigued by Patrick Mahomes because now you don't have Tyreek Hill. So people are saying, well, Tyreek Hill covered a lot of mistakes from Mahomes and, and made him what he is and and to get the real credit. So now Mahomes has more depth to work with. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see what he does. Because, again, we talked about Kansas City. They choked that game. And the NFL Network had that game re-aired, I think, 10 days ago. They had a three-score lead against the Bengals and lost that football game at home. So I think Mahomes does have a chip on his shoulder. So I'll be intrigued to see what he does early on here. If he puts up video game numbers and continues to excel, I think Mahomes might have a chance to be in that conversation by the time we talk about this award in early January. You know who I'm going to pick here? And this is the first time, guys. Like, you know, sort of like our best and worst uh, record and, and all that. We like to sort of, you know, kick the, you know, we're going to discuss it with different people throughout the week. This is our first MVP real discussion. But so it's talking Derek Carr, 25 to 1, sort of a long shot. A guy here, Mo, that another, you know, I don't know if we're talking about him enough coming into this year for what he accomplished last year, and I think it continues, and I think that his team is going to win a division and they're going to have a good season again, is Joe Burrow. Would it shock you if the Cincinnati Bengals won 14 games this year? It wouldn't shock me. It would shock me, Gabe. You think think they're going to regress the Bengals? I think they're going to get better. I think... I think the Bengals will be fine. I think the O-line was the biggest sore eye for them, and they improved on that. I think that's going to be okay for them. But I'm curious to see that schedule because you open up with Pittsburgh, you're at Dallas. That's a win. The Jets. Um, Dallas may not – it'll be much more trickier. It's the Cowboys, right? We know how they no, are. I'm saying the Steelers. I'm, I think they'll beat the Steelers in week one. 
it's it's a home game, right? And the thing is, though, after the Jets, you know, Miami, we'll see at Baltimore, at New Orleans, Falcons should be win at Cleveland. Hey, listen, Mo, let's just, let's just be real, bro. Everybody in the AFC has got a tough schedule. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, 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 but look at their bye weeks, though, Gabe. You, you, you go to Pittsburgh, you go to Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, Tampa, at New England, uh, Buffalo at home, and then Baltimore to wrap up. That's not an easy schedule, Gabe. And what I want, what I want to see from them is it's going to be Joe Burrow, but the running game. Joe Mixon is a fantastic running back out there, but can he carry the load if need be? They have a much improved O line, and I think what they want to do is establish that running game more often than before, so they avoid Burrow uh, not being that. And let's not forget they lost their tight end to the Jets in free agency, so more of the, uh, of the spotlight will be on Jamar Chase, who is a fabulous receiver. You talk about Boyd, you talk about those guys in that team is included. They're a great tribe. Part of, of pass catches, but I want to see how they can do with that running game to help Joe Burrow improve as a quarterback going to year three. It's amazing how quarterback heavy the MVP odds are. It's all quarterbacks. Who's the first non quarterback? Uh, uh, the Josh first. Taylor. Yeah, Justin Jonathan Taylor. Taylor at 60 to 1. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Mac Jones at 40 to 1. Come on. Like, Mac, Mac Jones is not going to win the MVP, all right? <laughs> you know, uh, Gabe, just 15 years ago, you think about it, right? Sean Alexander was the NFL MVP, MVP candidate, right? That era of running backs is no longer there. It's archaic. And Jonathan Taylor might put up big numbers because, as you said before, with Indianapolis, they have a really good O-line and Matt Ryan out there. So I think Jonathan Taylor could have himself a monster year of maybe 15, if not 20 touchdowns for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, so there's... There's also the AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Jonathan Taylor's actually favored for this one. That's interesting. So, you know, they don't they don't vote for the quarterback uh, for for the offensive uh, player of the year. Jonathan Taylor, ten to one. Cooper Cup is uh, is fourteen to one. Debo Samuel is sixteen to one. Derrick Henry, sixteen to one. Justin Jefferson, twenty to one. Nick Chubb, twenty to one. What do you think about the uh, NFL Offensive Player of the Year uh, award here? I'm intrigued by Nick Chubb because of Deshaun Watson. If there's no Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb could be the guy for the Browns. And if you look at the stats last year, when Nick Chubb ran for 100 plus yards, the Browns I think were like five and one or six and zero during that run. So he definitely has an influence on that Browns offense. And I would imagine with Deshaun Watson, I think that that call, that suspension will be announced sooner. I think in the next couple of days, Gabe, of what he will have going to to the new NFL season. So if he's gone for half a year, who knows, 12 games, 14 games, whatever it is, Nick Chubb becomes that bell cow for the Browns. I think he can carry the load. I don't know if you saw that video of Nick Chubb squatting like 600, plus, 600 pounds plus on the on the squat bar that was bending on his yeah. back. He's locked in, Gabe, and I love his running style. That could definitely pay off the Browns into the colder months of their calendar year going towards playoff football perhaps in January. Mo Khan, kick it with just for a couple of more uh, moments. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. We've got some baseball talk coming up in level two, more NFL future talk in level three in the third hour of the program with Ian Cameron as well. Fascinating uh, to look at these uh, numbers right now. A lot of value on the board. We'll hit the defensive player of the year as well. Miles Garrett, 7 to 1. TJ Watt, 8 to 1. Aaron Donald, 9 to 1. Micah Parsons, 10 to 1. Late night anger man for class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we're 46 days away from kickoff right now. 45 if you're on the East Coast. <laughs> the, the in-between right now. 46 days away. Uh, for those of us on the West Coast, it hasn't hit midnight yet, but in the overnight hours right now, that's the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Mo, you want to talk about a big-time, big-time season opener, man. Uh, Rams Super Bowl banner night. Uh, Buffalo Bills are the Super Bowl favorites. Worlds are colliding. It's going to be, man, I can't wait uh, for that football game. Um, so, Mokon high, high on Matthew Stafford this year. So you think the Rams – there's two ways you can look at this, Mo, with, with Stafford. Yeah. One, he doesn't have any pressure on him anymore, right? There was a lot of pressure on him, right? I mean, you know, just yeah. say what you will about Jared Goff, but they did go to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. So he gets them to the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl. But the same, so now you can say, well, you know, now he can just be comfortable and he doesn't have to worry about anything and getting ripped. And, you know, the, he's he's got a ring now. But at the same point in time, as you stated, man, there were a lot of shaky moments. There were, there were shaky moments in the playoffs. There were shaky moments in the Super Bowl. You know, he can be really good, but then there's also, it seems like he's always just a play away from disaster as well, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know about Stafford. Like like I said, maybe he lights it up this year or maybe he regresses. I really don't know, but you think he lights it up. I really do. And again, we talk about the offensive uh, tools to have, right? Cam Akers, uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. You talk about Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Uh, also, Van Jefferson, who they think will take yeah. a step up uh, coming into year number two as, as the receiver for the Rams. Uh, Tyler Higby is a guy to watch out for. But I'll be curious to know what their O-line gave because there was one weak spot this Rams team was the interior O-line. I mentioned this to you multiple times last year. They got exposed. So they fortify that. I think it's staff for that chance to make some noise uh, early on with this office that they've built up under his watch. Mo Khan, excellent. Uh, love talking football, uh, Mo. Great uh, great insight, uh, as always. Uh, quick pick, Alouettes, Ticats, Thursday night. There's no point spread out yet. Who wins? Uh, Hamilton does. Whoa! <laughs> Ticats. <laughs> no hesitation. No hesitation for Mo. Always a pleasure, my man. The late night anger man from Cross continues. Bring it. Thank you, my Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? 
In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 